Alrighty, welcome, 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 welcome to the Unleashed and Unstoppable show. This is Todd and... And my name is Dean Martin. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Welcome to episode number six. Look, it's been a little while since we've done a podcast, obviously with Christmas and everything like that, kind of absorbing all of our time. But look, we wanted to get one more in before the end of the year, the end of 2019. And look, this one here, I feel, is a really, really important um, topic. And what it's called, it's called Inner Blueprint Terminal. Now, Ooh. yeah, eh, eh, fancy, right? Fancy, That's fancy. Super fancy. Turmoil. <laughs> Turmoil. I was thinking blueprint. But in a blueprint turmoil, and once again, the, the, the premise of this entire episode has come from just a bit of reflection over the last couple of weeks, just on like, you know, I was just reflecting on the last like 10 years on myself, on, on coaching clients that I've worked with, and like the, 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 the primary factor, I feel, one of the primary factors I feel that a lot of people are disenfranchised, they don't feel good, they're not satisfied, they're not achieving the things that they want, they're not happy, is all because of inner blueprint, inner blueprint turmoils. Mm. Now, let's let's define it, shall we? By the way, if you're here and you've, you've been through all of our um, podcasts so far, thank you so much. Thank you so oh, much for you. bearing with our craziness. Um, but what is a blueprint, okay? So this is what's really, really interesting, and, and you obviously know this, but for people that are listening and for people that are watching this on YouTube and stuff like that, your blueprint is effectively the thing by which you orientate yourself, right? It's, it's, it's how you know where you are, where you're going, who you are, right? And the, the thing is, is that we will always raise to meet our blueprint. You will always be your blueprint, right? You'll always do what is inside of your blueprint. So basically you're saying that everyone's got a map inside their head mm. and things just don't happen for any reason. Absolutely. That's yes. right. And this is right. You've got an inner blueprint for relationships. You've got an inner blueprint for finance. You've got an inner blueprint for your health and fitness, for career, for how you react to uh, troublesome times. You've got these internal blueprints and you will always meet mm. your internal blueprint, which is why the inner game is such an important goddamn thing. And, and it's funny because so many people don't, they don't focus on the inner game. Like mm. they go, they go, oh, I just want to make my life better. I want to make my finances better. Well, man, you've got to spend time on the inner game. So if you understand that we've got procedures that happen, step-by-step -step procedures that why things always happen to us, like our elbow just doesn't move, right? Mm. There's a signal to say muscle move, joint move, blah, blah. And if, we understand that for every little thing that we do, we can reverse engineer what we do, right, and recreate it. Absolutely, Is that what you say? yeah. And you have to take the time to play the inner game. Mm. Everybody wants to understand this, right? Like every single person wants to play the outer game. Every single person wants to win the mm. outer game. However, most people don't take the time to play the inner game, right? And I'll be completely honest. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very certain at this ripe old age that I'm at now with all my fucking greys that – an element to why people avoid playing the inner game is because for some people there is some dark and nasty things mm. there that they may not want to look at, right? And like a lot of people that I've worked with over the years and just chatting to, right, like when you get into the kind of um, industry that Dean and myself are in, like where you do coaching and when you become fascinated, I guess, with people and why we do what we do and how it's possible people can do certain behaviours, you start to just listen to people and hear different things and observe different things. And like what I've observed um, over the last 10 years is that like a lot of people don't play the inner game. They want to win the outer game. However, what happens is, right, you've got the world 
projecting onto you that, you know what, don't give your best. Don't reach mm. for the stars. Hey, forget about those dreams that you had when you were a kid. Don't do not do that. Don't do that. Go get a nine-to-five job. Just do okay. And look, don't ever try too hard. And you know what? If you fail, that's okay. It's all right. We've got a safe space for you. It's like with the world mm. projecting this, like, this, this thing onto us, right? It's like this cloak of okayness. Yeah. And I think that's what most people's problem is, right? Like... It's okay to be okay. It's okay to be okay. But here's the thing. And I I was thinking about this as I was driving here this morning, obviously with the thought of doing this podcast. And like for a lot of people, and look, you can agree with me if you wish. And if you disagree with what I'm about to say, I completely respect that as well. Um, Though what I was thinking is like for a lot of people, like they're, they're in this kind of space where everything's okay, but it's not bad enough Mm. for me to want to change things. It's okay. Okay is not good. Okay is it's just not fucking horrible. <laughs> right? So a lot of people are in an okay place. I'd say like most people in the world, right? And understand me right. Like, you know, there are people that everything's going great, but it's a small margin out of a, a, a large population that have their shit together and everything's fucking fantastic. For most people, they're okay. They're living on that line that's just okay. It's not horrible. The house isn't quite on fire. Maybe there's a fire in the backyard. But you know what? It's not hot enough yet to change mm. things. It's not horrible enough horrible enough for me to take massive action to completely live an extraordinary life. And that's what it really comes down to. Do you want to live an extraordinary life or do you just want to be okay? And like I think an okay job where oh, you, you okay. don't love it, but it's not that exciting to get up. Okay income, okay yeah. health and fitness. I mean, I'm, I'm not dead yet. Yeah, <laughs> shit. Not yet, right? <laughs> it's just okay. And once again, this this all comes down to your blueprint, right? It's your blueprint. It's your expectation. So what the damn hell is your blueprint? What is the inner game? The inner game is understanding that you've got this internal map, right, that that pretty much gauges all the things that you think are possible, all the things that you think are impossible, all the things you think you can do, all the things you think you can't do, all the things you think should be, all the things you think shouldn't be, right? Mm. This is your internal map, right? And, And like we don't live the world around us. Please understand this. We don't live the world as it is. We live our internal representation of the world. We've got a bucket load of information hitting our five senses. Our magnificent minds take this electrical information. It goes up through your retina. It goes through your eyes. It gets converted and associated through the mammalian parts of the brain, all that kind of good stuff. And then boom, you create this internal map of the outside world, but as that stuff has come in, it's gone through all of these filters, Mm. right? It's gone filtered through your attitudes, your beliefs, your expectations, your memories, you know, the good stuff that's happened in your past, the bad stuff that's happened in your past. And sometimes when that information comes in, like if there's bad things and that bad stuff gets triggered and then that completely taints this pure information that's coming in. So now you start to give different meanings to this information Mm. as it's coming in, right? And this is all happening very, very quickly, by the way. This is like, yeah. like straight away. You've had many, many years to develop this exactly. ability to do so this, right? Re- realistically, the only meaning that most things have is the meaning that you personally you give, give it, to, right? right? And mm. this is the internal blueprint, right? What, like if, if there are things that we need to take control of in our lives, it's number one, what the damn hell am I focusing on? Mm-hmm. Because if you're focusing, where, where tension goes, energy flows. Where your focus goes, energy flows. Maybe you've heard that, right? But if you're, 
what you focus on, you get. I don't know about you listening or watching this, but like I love riding motorbikes, right? And if you ride motorbikes, you probably can agree with what I'm about to say. If you don't ride motorbikes, then think about another metaphor, maybe a car. But like on a motorbike, if you're cruising along and you're fanging it and you go, nah, 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 nah. Okay, I'll give you an example. So when I was younger, I was, I was well, we used to play motorbike tiggy. It was quite fun. And um, you basically have to catch the person on the motorbike. And if you got them, they get the bike and now it's your turn and then all the other kids had to catch you. So he's playing Martin Motorbike Tiggy. Yeah, there's no um, <laughs> workplace health and safety back then. Um, but I remember one time I, I, I got the guy and it was my turn on the bike and I'm flying on the meh, 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 and I'm going up this jump. As I'm going up the jump, I look directly in front of me and there's a tree right there. Now, the worst thing that you can do is to look at the thing that you do not want to hit. Where focus goes, you go. <laughs> You go what you, where you focus. You get what you focus on. I need you to understand this. And listen, like we've got millions of years of evolutionary um, programs that have developed to make us focus on the negatives, right? It's what kept us alive mm. in the caves. It, it's like you don't walk outside of that cave without being fearful of a saber-toothed tiger getting you and eating you. So we're naturally programmed to be negative. We're naturally programmed to focus on negative things because at the end of the day, the part of you that actually gives a shit, the unconscious mind, the thing that does everything, all it cares about is survival. And the best way to keep you alive is to be shit scared of anything new, shit scared of taking action, and shit scared of change. Mm. And obviously, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, if you've been through a couple of these with us so far, you know that's completely counter- to what you want, right? That's the antithesis of what you want. Like if you want to improve your life, things have to change. So what that means is is that you're constantly in a battle with an ancient part of yourself that is hardwired for your protection, that is hardwired to not want to change, that is hardwired to stay in a little precious little bubble where it can just feel safe, right? And it's funny because even if that little bubble hurts and it's painful and it's uncomfortable and it's not what you want, sometimes we can become comfortable in our discomfort and the discomfort is safer than going out there and trying something new. That's how we get stuck in comfortable relationships. That's how we get stuck in comfortable jobs. Even though it's completely discomfort that we're feeling, right? It's completely uncomfortable. The fact is that your unconscious mind is associated. This is being safer than trying something new. And that's the reason why you stay there. That's the reason why you feel stuck. And you not moving beyond that fear is the reason why you start to feel empty inside. All right? It's okay. I'm just okay. It's not horrible, the house isn't completely on fire. It's just fire in the backyard. And you know what? The fact the backyard's far enough away from the house that I'm not going to worry about it right now. Like this is the constant battle that we've got. Is this part of us that does everything, your unconscious mind, right? That is the part of you that has your values, your beliefs, everything, your internal mm-hmm. blueprint, the inner blueprint is stored at the unconscious level. Consciously, you want to change. Consciously, you want to improve your life. Consciously, you want to quit smoking. Consciously, you want to make your health better. Consciously, you want to improve your relationships. Consciously, you want to do all these things, right? However, if you want to do these things that you never, ever do them, it means you've got to disconnect between what you consciously desire and what your unconscious mind either A, values, or B, feels that you're worth Mm. or deserve. Internal conflicts, massive, massive issue. So it's, it's really, really important that we, we, we start to play the inner game because if we don't, then you'll never win the outer game. You'll never win the outer game. You will literally get to the end of your life. You will look back and be like, 
wow, what if? And, like, as I think about that, like, what is the worst thing that could possibly be happening if I'm sitting on my deathbed? Mm. going to be having all these thoughts looping around that start with what if? What if I got off the couch and went for that run? What if I walked up to that person and said, hey, let's go on a date? Hey, what if I just bit the bullet and, and, and gave that thing a go and, and like, what, what if, what if, like, what if I did it and I didn't fail? What if I did it and I got tremendous success? What if I did it and they said yes and we got married and we had kids and it was the happiest thing ever? What if, what if? What if? So that's what if for always a positive though, right? Yeah, well, what if? It's like, what if? You, you could also sh- go, what if I fall off the cliff if I stand too close to it? What if that fire in the backyard just goes... Correct. Your focus. So we have to shift our focus, right? Shift the focus towards things that we want. It's like, you know, I think it was Gary Vee that said this, right? He said something along the lines of, he goes, there's, I think it's like, there's going to be an outcome either way. It's going to be good or it's going to be bad. All right? So you might as well just make the, the decision as quickly as possible. Mm. That way you can find out which one it's going to be. Yeah. Stop delaying. Like, you know, Tony Robbins says this all the time as well. He says, you know, change happens instantly. The thing that took a while for you to actually get the change to happen is you getting yourself there emotionally, psychologically to the point where you went, that's it. Enough is enough. Enough's enough. Enough's enough. And we've said this in previous podcasts. When is enough enough? Mm. For me, enough was enough when I was sitting in prison and I was sick and tired of fucking proving every single person right. I was sick of it. I'm like, fuck. I do not want to be this person that goes out there that fights, that steals, that does crime, and does all this shit, right? Because I'm sick of proving these people right. I was sick of proving all the teachers right that said that I'd never amount to anything. I was sick of proving everyone right that said that I was just an ADHD freak. I was sick and fucking tired of it, and I decided right there and then that enough was enough, and I'm going to get out, I'm going to fix my life, I'm going to make it something I'll be proud of, right? But you have to shift your focus, and you have to focus on the things that you want, the good is always there if you look for it, just as the bad is always there if you look for it. Imagine you're in the dark room of life, right? And the only way you can navigate this room of life is with the flashlight of your focus, right? Now imagine that where that flashlight beams on, that's all that you see. This is the flashlight of your focus. Now imagine that in one side of the room is abundance, health, wealth, relationships, everything that you want, happiness, fulfillment, all the beautiful good things. And all the way over this side of the room is another thing that you probably don't want, which is disappointment, dissatisfaction, hurt, turmoil, disaster, chaos, all those things. Now the only way that you can navigate this room is with the flashlight of your focus. Now, the thing is, is that what you focus on is what you're going to see. What you see is what you're going to live. So think about this. Most people, they've got their flashlight focused on what they don't want. It's focusing on the negative things. It's focusing on, oh, what is this person saying about me? Oh, what are they thinking about me? Oh, oh, it's the government. They're doing this. Oh, they cut my pension or whatever the damn hell it is, right? Oh, all this bullshit, all these stories, these narratives that we tell ourselves. That's your focus. The questions that you ask yourself on a repetitive basis is what's guiding your focus. So you need to change the questions that you ask yourself. And as you start to shift the questions that you ask yourself and you start to focus on the positive things, what happens is you start to live a better life. Mm. And it's not a once-off thing because, like, shit happens. Like, all the time I need to adjust my focus and reorientate myself and fix my focus because, like, human beings, once again, we our natural set point is negative. 
So every single day you need to spend time adjusting your focus, reorientating yourself, focusing on the positive, feeling good about it. Like I said, the good's always there and the bad's always there. You just have to make sure that you're constantly focusing mm-hmm. on the positive. And I wanna make a really important point here. Focusing on the positive does not mean that you ignore things that are bad, all right? If there's shit going wrong, you fix it. But you always bring your focus back mm. to what you want, where you want to go, and what is good, what you can be grateful for, what you can be happy for. Like we're in a first world country. We have got more things to be grateful for in this country where, we're, where we live in Australia, the US, like first world countries. We've got more things to be grateful for than we do to be ungrateful for. Like seriously. And like one of the leading issues that people face in first world countries is stress. Mm. And stress is just fear, by the way. Because if you dig down deep enough and you go, what are you feeling stressed about? They go, blah, I'm meeting this deadline. What if, and what about that don't you feel, are you feeling stressed about? And they go, you go all the way down, down, down. And they go, oh, um, failing. Okay. And if you fail, what does that mean? And if I fail, then I'm not good enough. I go, if you're not good enough, what does that mean? Oh, uh, well, I'll lose my job. I won't be accepted. Okay, cool. Boom, acceptance. I fear not being accepted. Therefore, I put all this stress on myself, right? Stress is the number one um, thing that we feel in, in the West, so it's important that we shift our focus and we focus on what we have, focus on what we can control and focus on what we want. Step number one. The next thing is we have to be very, very aware of the meaning that we attach to things. Mm. Absolutely critical because like your inner blueprint, right, is is set throughout time, right? So from zero to 14, you, develop, you developed a lot of the programming that makes up your internal blueprint, right? You're in a, you're in a blueprint. So your values, your beliefs, your expectations. And look, there were things that happened that you looked at and you went, okay, this means that consciously. However, as technology has advanced, as more and more things have demanded our attention, our unconscious minds, in order to process things as quickly as possible, to make things as easy as possible, what it starts to do is it starts to limit the amount of conscious processing that we do and increase the amount of unconscious reasoning that we do. So what that means is, is there are things from zero to 14 that we have consciously reasoned, we've reasoned it, we've rationalized it, we've gone, this means that. Now, normally when we do that, we tend to get a good meaning. Often, I'm not going to say all the time because some people are just fucking space cadets, but <laughs> it is what it is, right? I'm fucking straightforward. I'll say it, well, call it how it is, right? I don't have to be asked to everyone. Some people are just space cadets and that's okay. If they want to be space cadets, I'll give them a rocket to the moon. Um, but other times we unconsciously reason things, which means we don't think about it, which means that we just unconsciously draw on all of our past experience and go X equals Y with Mm. no thought. And that's the way we can develop very, very limiting inner blueprints, Mm. limiting beliefs, conflicted values. Once again, and and values are what we, we have to have. We only do what's important to us. And if there's something in your life that you don't have, but you want to have, but you don't have it, it means at the unconscious level, it's not important to you. That's a hard pill to swallow, but it's a fact. Because you will always make, think about this, look into your life right now. If you want to see what's truly important to you, look into your life and take a look at all the things that you actually make time for. Mm. They're the things that are valued. And if something that you want but don't have is there, it means that you have to get it installed at the unconscious level. That's the way that that's going to actually start to, 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 to unconsciously move you towards it because if it's installed at the unconscious level, it becomes valued at the unconscious level, then your unconscious mind is going to want it. And techniques for that, hey? 100%, yes. Mm. So 
that's going to naturally start to adjust your focus as well because if you've got things that are valued at the unconscious level, your unconscious mind's going to notice more of those things. Out of all this information that's coming in through our five senses, you can only see this tiny little bit. And our values, our beliefs, our expectations, our conclusions at the unconscious level, what that does, that actually guides what we see in this focus. So you want to make sure your beliefs and your values and your, your, all that stuff there, right, the, the inner blueprint is, is lined up to support what you want in the future because that's going to dictate what you see in this tiny little hole, right, which is your focus. Very, very important. It's a bit like this camera. It's only seeing yes. this. And it's missing out on all that information. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. So we need to become very, very aware of the the, the, the meanings that we're associating to things. And like there, there's meanings that you're making in your life right now that you need to be extremely cognizant of. And there's also a part of this, this puzzle, which is unraveling your current inner blueprint and recreating the one that you need for your future, which is you need to, to take a minute. And if you don't take time for yourself to do some self-reflection, then you're going to constantly repeat negative loops yep. until you learn your fucking lesson. You need to, 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 to go back into the past and have a, have a little think. It's like, well, all these limitations that I have, all these places where I feel that I'm not enough, all these places where I'm encountering pain and chaos – what am I believing about these situations? What am I? What meaning am I giving them? Okay, mm. and you'll get a list, right? And then you need to go. Okay, well, when did I decide to accept that belief? Is that belief true? Is that belief accurate? Is that belief still? See, there may be beliefs that used to be true, but now are no longer true. Very, mm. very important. Very, they used very to be true, but now they're no longer correct. true. And your unconscious mind's got this set little trigger that just goes, boom, X equals Y, and you respond accordingly. Happens all the time when we, mm. we do coaching with people. I had a um, conversation with someone this morning, and here's a little mind boggler for you. If whoever created the calendar originally slept in one more day before you create the calendar, <laughs> would today still be the last day of the year? <laughs> if you were never told today is today... Is today still today? I don't know. <laughs> what? How do I even know? I don't know what today is. I hate this time of the year. I love this time of the year and I hate this time of the year, mainly because it disorientates me. I don't know what the damn... What is today? Uh, it's Tuesday. It's the last day of the year. That's what it is, <laughs> supposedly. But at the end of the day, the, the only meaning that's got is because we give it meaning. Correct. The only and we mean, believe there's a meaning The there. only meaning that life has is the meaning that we give it. Mm. So it's important that we start to disrupt uh, destructive meanings that we've attached to things and replace those with empowering meanings. So we shift our focus and we make sure that we start to attribute empowering meanings to things. And once again, like there are shit things that happen in life. Like understand me clearly. Like I get that. I've been through the war in many areas of my life many, many times. I've put myself through absolutely horrible situations. So like I can sit here comfortably and say from personal experience that yes, shit can be extremely dark, and even in the absolute darkest of dark, there still exists light yep. if you let yourself see it. But you have to let yourself see it. Mm. It's the reason why I always say it's about finding the gifts hidden in hard times. If you can find the gift that is hidden in hard times, you can exponentially grow from those hard times. But you have to let yourself be, one, open to seeing the gift, and two, associating their meaning. Mm. And once you associate, and here's what's interesting, right? Once you once you give things meaning based on your inner blueprint, the next thing you're going to feel is you're going to feel an emotion, right? So you, you have to make sure that your emotional home is on point. Once again, this comes down to inner blueprint. What you believe about something is going to dictate how you feel. Yeah. Like if you believe that someone should never raise their voice, 
and then someone does it, you may experience fear or you may experience frustration or anger, right? However, if you grew up in a potentially wog family, then we fucking raise our voice all the time. <laughs> like naturally, like some Europeans are more fiery than, you know, your, your traditional mm. fucking other family. Like, you know, say, let's say, take a, a traditional white Aussie family, yeah? And then we can contrast that with a, like a, a wog family. Like... I've got two people in my mind right now. And this is so funny. Feisty, fiery. And when 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 these kind of people here meet, this one feels awkward. And this one here is just, just being themselves. And this one here thinks there's a problem. There's going to be fights and stuff like that. It's just like, no, 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 it's chill. It's okay. This is how they are. Mm. Different inner blueprints, right? Different inner blueprints. It's like, you know, I fucking walk into a house and I'll open up someone's fridge and I'll get something to eat without them saying I can go to their fridge. And for me, that's completely okay. <laughs> Whereas other people are like, oh, my God, you just walked into the house and it's got some food? I go, yeah, I did. Well, who's it really a problem for? You or them? Yeah, that's right. It's not a problem for my stomach. It's not a problem for me. This is all internal blueprints, right? It's it's all beliefs, values, expectations, and the meaning that we've given things mm. over the years. And the fact is, is that like if you're not happy with things right now, there's a good chance that number one, you're focusing on things that are going wrong. Number two, you've got all these negative meanings set up from your past experiences all the way through to now. And as a result, you're feeling negative emotions. Mm. Because meaning equals emotion. If we backtrack it, meaning equals emotion. If you want to improve the quality of your life, it means you need to improve the quality of your emotions because, like, anything that you want to achieve is going to be based on the emotions that you feel. Yeah. Like, if you if you want to go out there and create a business and succeed, then I'm highly doubtful of your success if the, the, the set point of your emotions is stress, anger, frustration, irritation. If that's your natural set point that you're feeling on a consistent basis, then I doubt you'll ever be successful mm. because you can't. Emotions are like glasses, right? You can have angry glasses, irritated glasses. You can have frustrated glasses, scared glasses, sad glasses, depressed glasses. And as a result of the glasses that you wear, that dictates not just what you see in the world, also how you see it. Think about this. If you've ever been mad in the past, did you or did you not notice more things that made you more mad? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do this Most in live. Definitely. I do this in live seminars, and I could have hundreds of people be going, "Yes, yes, yes." Not a single person can disagree with this. So you're angry, and you see more things that make you angry. Not just that. When you've been angry in the past, and please do this exercise. Think about this. When you've been angry in the past, could there be things that normally would not piss you off, but because you're already pissed off, they pissed you off? Mm. Right? So the emotions that we feel, the glasses that we wear, 100%, man, you know what I'm talking about. And, like, I'm guilty of this too because, like, for me, growing up, like, I didn't see – I feel when we grow up and the way that we deal with the world sometimes is we, we either lean towards uh, a depressing emotion like sadness or something like that or we lean towards, like, a stimulant emotion like anger or maybe fear. For me, anger was the, the emotion that my unconscious mind went to through my, um, through my childhood and through my teens to deal with – all the stuff that was going on. And as a result, like now, even today, like I go to anger first. Like mm. I, I, I'm able to access that emotion quite easily. And um, the fact is, is like I always have to be aware, just cognizant. Okay, am I, am, I, am I living through anger right now? Am I speaking through anger? Am I relating through anger? Because I know that if I do do that, then I'm not going to be producing the kind of results that I want in my life, in my business, in my relationships. I have to take those glasses off because that's going to be dictating what I see and also how I see it. Mm. 
Very, very important. Definitely. You calm the farm, put on a new pair of glasses, happiness, love, excitement, okay? Because that's going to let you then respond to yep. the world in a much, much better way. Mm. So it's really important, the emotions that we feel. So what you're focusing on, the meaning that you're giving things, and then obviously the emotion, because the emotion dictates what action that you take. And if you want to change your life, if you want to make things better, if you need to improve things, you need to start taking better action. Yep. The only way you take better action is by being in better emotional states. Yeah. The only way you be in better emotional states is by attributing new meanings to life. The only way you do that is by taking some time to go back, shift your focus, and assess your inner blueprint. What am I believing right now about life, about my relationship, about fitness, about this, about this, about this? When did I decide that? How do I know this is true? Is this still true? When the damn hell did this ever become true? What happens when you rationalize a limiting belief is it tends to disappear. Yep. What are my values? What's important to me? Why is that important? Why is that important? Why is that important? Some good questions. Yeah. When you do go back and reflect, one of your main focuses is all about what can I learn from yes. the situations because it's the learning that's going to make the change. But also, to take action, you also need to know where the hell you want to go. Correct. Otherwise, very, very important. Yeah. How are you going to take your first step to move? Yep. So mm. when it comes to creating an extraordinary life, you need to know where you want to go. Because, look, if you're okay with being okay and that's this okay, then okay. <laughs> That's okay. But look, if you want more, if you don't want to just live an okay life, if you want to live an outstanding, extraordinary life, right, unleashed and unstoppable, then you have to play the inner game, mm. okay? 80% of the success and the things that you want in life comes from the inner game, okay? 80%. Yep. And most people don't play that. They're looking for the best strategies and tactics and things like that, which are absolutely important time and place, time and place. You need the right strategies to build a business, to... Um, get the weight loss that you desire, to have the relationships that you desire, right? Do we ever get taught in school how to have good relationships? No. 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 Most of us are just live our parents' relationship or yeah. our uncle's relationship or somebody in our close proximity, right? And we repeat negative loops. So you need to take the time to assess the internal blueprints so that you can start to get the things that you want. 80% of the things that you want in life comes from the inner game. 20% is the external yep. stuff. Yep. Anyway, I um, think it's going to be a long enough podcast, mm. mate. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, let's leave it at that, hey. Sure. But I guess um, the best way to make change is understand where you've been, where you are now, and raise your standards, decide. raise your level, and decide. Just, just decide to, to do it. Stop procrastinating. Stop mm. procrastinating and just do it. And once again, yep. if you want to reach out, have a chat, feel free to message us. We're always happy to have a yarn. Uh, if you like this, please press like, share it with any friends that you know that mm. need to actually take a look at their inner game. And um, we'll see you in the new year. Merry Christmas. Hope it's been a magnificent one and have a happy new year. Take care. Bye, see guys. See you next year.